0: I'm Camille,
1: I'm Anita, and And we're we're the Soul Soul Sisters.
0: Welcome to another episode. Today we have the beautiful Misty Weatherford joining us for a podcast today. She is not only a seasoned competitor who has many, many victories under her belt, but she's also a... Very darling human being who is a pleasure to see backstage. Aww. So, oh, definitely welcome, Misty. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. Good morning. Thank you for having me today. We're so excited. And one, you know, we're going to start with a topic that a lot of us have seen, you know, whether it's our friends, our clients, um, for um, training clients or bikini competitors, the one and done's uh, uh, ladies who get started they do a fitness competition for whatever reason and you know go through the show one time and then you never really see them back on stage again and that's kinda the best part about competing is that body transformation that happens or uh, the opportunity to do it again and kinda improve yourself what what do you see the most times um, or Misty what, what are your clients that do the one-and-dones, where are they coming from, or what do you wish that they knew about the sport and how it could be a long-term sport?
2: Well, for myself, um, I've been competing now for seven years, and you can really say that I've been competing for seven years nonstop. Um, I've done 25 shows in those years, and I train a lot of clients to compete as well, And, um, we prep them, we get them ready. They come from all different levels, all different backgrounds, you know, so some take longer, some take shorter. Um, but what I notice is that sometimes they'll, they'll work so hard and they'll hit the stage and they love it and they, you know, receive their placings and they're like, you know, now I'm good. You know, I want to go back to like eating normal and going back to like where they were when they started. And, um, I just feel that when you do your first show, it's just the very beginning of what could be this beautiful journey, you know, throughout years, and you can sustain that over years. Um, But I think the mindset behind that is a little off with some of my clients, I know for sure, and even with some other people kind of trying to say, well, I've worked so hard, I have to get back to normal, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. You know, and and I'm like, but what really is normal? Mm-hmm. You know, is is it eating bad all the time? Is it you know not working out on a regular basis? Is it not your just overall health? You know, but I just had a client recently who, you know, she worked for you know, seven months for a show and she lost a bunch of weight. and, you know, she's just like, I think I'm going to take a break now, you know, (laughs) and I know she'll probably listen to this and I'm just like, no, (laughs) don't take a break. We're just starting this year, at least finish the season, you know, get a couple shows underneath your belt, see the improvement from each show, see what you can actually do, you know, so I noticed that a lot with just even friends, You know, and um, there's always time to take off. There's off seasons. There's time to enjoy family and and kids and what they call, again, normal, normalcy. (laughs) You know, but it's just amazing. Um, You know, I spent years trying to build my physique to be you know at the top and you know and it just doesn't happen in your first show so it's just unfortunate sometimes I, I, I don't see people take it to that level because they're perfectly capable of doing so
1: right absolutely I think a lot of gals that I've crossed um, some of them have it as a bucket list you know it's kind mm-hmm. of a, and they, you know they want to run a marathon they want to do a show it's kind of a little bucket list you kind of see them as an Athlete passing by mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. and they've got the right attitude, they kind of come and they're like, "I really want to try this, you know mm-hmm. but then there's other gals that <clears throat> they may have had a longer journey to get on stage, you know, like seven months with bigger transformations, more of that weight loss gain mm-hmm. instead of that that muscle mat- yes. muscle maturity and that kind of stuff, and yeah, they not everyone obviously, but sometimes they just they're i don't know I wouldn't say burnt out, I wouldn't say pushed it too hard but they just want to go bet quote unquote fingers are up and they're back to normal. Right. But at the same mm-hmm. time, at what point did eating nutritiously, working out and having a healthy lifestyle become not normal? It just blows exactly. my, it blows my mind. Yes, when you're in your contest prep you're you're pushing it. You're 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 going past normal when you're in your contest mm-hmm. prep. Especially when it's new to you, you're trying new things, you're you know, you're losing your calories all that kind of stuff it does push your normal normalcy mm-hmm. out there but at the mm-hmm. same time it is pushing that body and that mind to a whole amazing new level um i got a right. lot of girls that will come and they'll do one or two shows in one or two years and then they disappear completely and i've had a couple, <laughs> yeah. i've had a couple come back like 5 or 6 years later and then they're they're almost on, not start over because, you know, all the work, work you have did in the past is still there. But, yeah, sometimes it's almost like a start over. But um, there's a lot of variety, I guess, in the sport and stuff. But to me, with bodybuilding, it's not boxing. It's not, I don't know, insert dangerous sport here. It's a longevity <laughs> mm-hmm. sport. Look at the people on stage that have the muscle maturity and they're in their 40s, 50s, 60s. How many sports? Oh, yes. How many sports can you continue to do that as you retire and improve on your look? Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mhm.
0: Yes. And totally I totally th- agree. And I think for me personally, I mean, when I first started, my first show was just to check the bucket list, to prove to myself that I could commit to a long term goal. Okay, okay. I was mm-hmm. not in it to win it by any means. I just wanted to participate and fin- cross the finish line. And I I mean, had I not been so heavily involved in the fitness industry, maybe I would have just been a one and done, but I knew that after that, I'm trying to think of like when I knew I was ready to do it again and I knew that I was going to do better. I remember Mm -hmm. for sure after the second time that I competed, so I think I had a hard bounce back after my first show, didn't work out for like two weeks and just ate like it (laughs) was not responsible. Right, And so it was, like, really horrible to watch that progress go away. And then I was like, no, I did this before, I can do it again. Uh And I think shortly after that, I hired a coach. And then I was like, oh, now I want to be competitive. Like, now I'm in, like, give me, I want to do my best here. I want to get lean. And then after that, that's when I had my first very serious off-season. I had a year and a half between Mm -hmm. shows. You worked hard in that off-season. I pushed my nutrition. I mean, I my I was pushing my calories up super high training super uh re- regimentedly like mm-hmm. structured didn't overdo it but didn't I definitely didn't miss workouts during that year mm-hmm. and a half and that's when I put on probably the most muscle mass and then I was like oh watch out I'm coming for you number 1 yeah <laughs> and then you just then you had your mind set <laughs> on
1: doing it until you could get cuz you saw a glimpse of of what you were putting together with your
0: physique yeah and knowing that pros
1: a possibility for you, you know? And and
0: when I first competed, that was just not even mentally a capable option. Like, I couldn't even consider it. Well, I'm sure it is for a lot of people. Especially first-timers.
1: Absolutely. Their goal is to look like the person they were looking up to, you know? Or look close to
0: it. Or their best Mm -hmm. body. Or, you know, after they have a child. You know? My body looked nothing like it did the first time I competed to the last time I competed and the next time I'll compete. Right. And Missy, your, your your body Transformed over the last seven years. Yes, and I tell
2: my clients who grace the stage, and whether they win or whether they place third or place last, you know, I said, if you go back and look at my first show and look at me now there's seriously absolutely no
1: comparison there's a big mm-hmm. difference there's a big difference, yeah. and I think you right. you did did you do well at your first shows too you pretty you did well coming out of the gate right I did yes, yes. and I know not it doesn't does happen that. all the time but sometimes but it, you know what, happen it does happen all the time it does happen sometimes I've too. And win great. on a first show yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I mean it does happen so it's great I love when the I love when mm-hmm. a first timer is like blown away or something you know what I mean yeah but um it's all improvement and change and adapting and turning into into what that pro and maintaining. Now I think right. it's really cool because you've been doing it for seven years, twenty five shows, and you sh- you've compete. Have you competed every year in those seven years? Yeah. Yes, every year. So the longevity in the sport is a big thing with you know burnout and and being too hard on your body, nutrition, metabolism, everything. Yes. How mm-hmm. do you, how do you maintain and push forward and have your little gains in your transformation? How, uh, how does it either, I, we don't need your tips and tricks, but it's almost like uh-huh. mindset and to maintain without having that big fluctuation after. Exactly. Would... Yeah. So, you know, mine is more of,
2: this is my lifestyle right now yeah. and I
1: choose to have this as
2: my lifestyle. And so when I choose this mentally, it's okay. Nobody's mm-hmm. forcing me to do that. You know, and with that and knowing that I wanna continue on and compete, you know, I'm gonna keep competing until I'm not having fun anymore. Yep, yep. You know, and 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 I'm having so much fun with it right now that I maintain this lifestyle throughout the entire year. Now, do I stay depleted like in a not healthy way? Absolutely not. I have designed my own personal nutritional program and workout program for it to be sustainable for me to not always feel depleted. You know, that that's the number one question everybody asks me. You know, aren't you ruining your body by constantly staying in a depleted state, you know, for year after year? And I'm like, but I'm not, I'm not. Yep. you know, I'm not at all. I'm not even close. You know, when I get to a show and I'm two, three weeks out, like I'm already ready. I'm not depleted. I'm not killing myself with <laughs> cardio and killing myself with taking all my food away. In fact, I'm adding more food yep. yep. and I can't tell you the amount of food that I eat when I get super close to a show and yep. I feel fantastic, you know? <laughs> And but people people just have this thing where they're gonna take an off season, right? Yeah. And they're just gonna do whatever they want. They're gonna lift yeah. and they're gonna try to make gains and stuff like that. But then they're gonna spend their entire prep killing themselves trying to lean out. Right. You know, right. and I don't, I don't do that. No. I just do not do that. I won't do it because number one, this girl does not like cardio.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I'll, I'll hands up with you too, Misty. Yeah, I'm like, is that, I'm that like hamburger so is going to
2: mean that I have 30 minutes of cardio, like right now. You know, not that I take it to that extreme. I mean, I have two kids. I enjoy times with them. I yep. take them to the movies. We'll have popcorn every once in a while. Like, you know, I live a normal life, but with this lifestyle, you just have to find the balance. Right. You know, Absolutely. and I am a firm believer that the off season is actually when you win shows.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
2: not agree. in your prep for that particular show. It's in the off season yep. and you can make or break yourself for a show in that off season.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of times I'll hit up opposing seminar. We have them in the winter to keep everyone's fire kind of lit, you know, when it's cold mm-hmm. up here. Um, and I'll see some people, and I love people of all sizes. I don't care. You know yeah. what I mean? I love everyone. Yeah, but I just exactly. want to be like, hey, yo, 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 that's that's not your fluff. That's not your gains time. You're passing. That's too much body fat right now. Yes, to, right. You're not doing yourself any favors, and you're talking about stepping on stage in the fall, and it's February, and you just – you. that's a lot. Some people just put on too much body fat, and they call yes. it their off-season, and they call it their gains – but yeah. when you're crossing over and going too far, it's going to be more work later. It's yeah. more work. Way yes. more work later. I, yeah, I like to stay leaner. I'm not a huge fan of cardio. I mean, I will do it. I can hop on a row. I can run, do all of that stuff too. But yeah. I would prefer to be lifting weights. And, that is me. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I
2: would, What's I would, my cardio? Is I lift weights
1: faster. Yeah. <laughs> I lift weights until I'm sweating and breathing a little bit harder. There you go. Right. Exactly. No, I'm the same way. I saw a girl last night hop from one cardio cardio machine to another cardio machine, and I wanted to be like you guys know the book girl wash your face that oh, Yale yeah? had read. Mm-hmm. I want to be. Yes. Like, I want to be like girl. Get off the cardio machine yeah. and get over right. here and put some mass on and let your muscle mass work for you when you're not here and help. Right, you and then
0: Focus on your nutrition yes let your nutrition be your ups and your downs that's one thing yes. that i was gonna say i was like misty i i would be willing to bet that your nutrition is fairly uh, quote unquote clean year round but and i would imagine you don't do a ton of like walden farms and that jazz correct me if i'm wrong but, no but is your nutrition pretty much you know wholesome one ingredient foods like i don't know how to explain clean food but like clean food I'm assuming it's just yes, not a ton of processed. Yes, clean food. Processed. Yep. <laughs> no, I, I don't
2: do a lot of processed things. I don't do dairy. I don't do any of those things. Uh, it's seriously very simple. However, I know people aren't kind of wired to just be the same food every day, right? They're, it drives them absolutely crazy. But if you can just give me some turkey, some zucchini, and some oatmeal... I'm good. good. Like, (laughs) I'm good, you know? And I can eat that on the regular, um, especially in an off season. I'm I'm honestly 100% clean throughout the week. I might have a, a, I call them reward meals, not cheat meals, you know? And I reward myself on the weekend or something if, you know, my family and I go out or, you know, something like that. But, you know, for the most part, I stay pretty clean. And the reason why I do that is not necessarily to stay lean or stay and show prep ready. It's ultimately because I do not like the way I feel if I don't. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that you know, he, can I thinking. get a retweet? I know. That's
2: yeah. what a lot of people
0: don't, Preach. they don't think about. Go it, ahead. It, they
2: don't think about it. And I think a lot of people walk around all the time, not even knowing how bad they feel, how inflamed their body uh-huh. is, you I know, and how good. their energy is low. And then they're dousing it with energy drinks throughout the oh. day or they're living off of this. And, you know, and I'm like, you have no idea, you know. I wake up at 3.30 every day and I get to bed at 10 or 11 at night, you know, and if I ate like junk, I would feel like junk and then my performance would be junk, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just don't have time actually to
0: feel bad. And the decision on... For you, I bet you passing up pizza is not a emotional issue because you're looking no. at it from a fuel perspective mm-hmm. on, okay, how is this going to taste right now? Sure, you consider mm-hmm. that. But you also consider, how is this going to make my body feel for immediately Seal. after and shortly thereafter? And you're like, you right. know what? Nope, not even enticing. Mm-hmm. Because when, exactly. Because it, it makes the decision easier. Then it's not that painful. Oh, I can't have this. It's a no. I'm choosing to have this because it makes me feel good when I eat it. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly, because at the end of the day, it is. It's just all about a, a choice. And again, nobody's making me do this. And you know, does that does that mean that I don't have pizza every once in a while? Like, you know, my boyfriend Brandon and I, we throughout the years sometimes we'll just go get a pizza you know, because we've just competed, you know, and we just got home and like, okay, what do we want to indulge in? Okay, let's have, grab a pizza. But then we might not eat pizza until like six months later. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> you No, know? right. But, but we'll enjoy it there. We don't have any guilt or regret because we have worked hard, you right. know, and, and we enjoy it. And then we were right
1: back on, you yep. know, right back on to eating healthy. Absolutely. And that's how I mean, that's kind of and again, I, I'm not at your guys' level. I haven't competed as much as you guys, but in the background, because most of the time I'm doing suits, and it's hard to compete when you have 50 suits due in two weeks, and you're like, oh, car right. depleted. So I haven't competed as much over the years, and I've been having my babies, but I've always kind of lived that lifestyle in the, in the background, just knowing that... Choice of food is so 80 20 ten, eighty twenty. I'm eating clean as much as I can, ninety or eighty mm-hmm. percent of the time. And then when that twenty percent, that ten percent comes in, I don't bat an eye. I don't right. feel guilty. I don't. Oh, I still don't overindulge because I just know I can have more tomorrow of something else that's going to be fun to eat or a creation of something. And just having ease around the different types of food. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And what's cool about that
2: though too is you're maintaining that lifestyle. So guess what? When you are done having your babies or you're not so busy and you know, you're like, you know what? I might jump back on the stage Absolutely. again. It's not going to take you that much, right? Nope. Because you're living that
1: lifestyle currently. Right. The bounce back is much, much different and it's not yeah. as stressful on the body. A lot of my, my contest prep, my weight is kind of my body's changing more than my weight. I think my, into- my last contest prep, even after the two babies, I think was 12 pounds, maybe even less. Uh-huh. Um, and in the last uh, three weeks, I was working to put on three more pounds just to try to, to mm-hmm. fill in a little bit more. And yes. it, it just makes it a completely different contest prep when you're depleting, depleting, depleting all the time. But I was, I had so much food. I had so many carbs. I, I had to go to Carbolin. I couldn't eat or drink. <laughs> I was just drinking carbs. because. And everyone's looking at me like they want to punch me in the face. And I'm we'll like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, like, what are you doing? Drinking carbs. I'm sick of eating. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> but it's, yeah. po- it's possible if you just... Maintain as you're making progress through each year and each competition. And again, I don't have, I don't, I know girls who lost their, lost their period on their contest prepper. Oh, oh, yes. no, yeah, that's a big no no. Bouncing back, that's a no no. Big twenty pounds after a show, that's another big no no. These are big red flags. I have never lost my period. I know uh universal bodybuilding pro, Katie Wayman White. Same thing, has never lost it. If you've seen her physique, most people would assume that she doesn't have one ever because she right. is such a, a a muscular, lean woman. But no, there are right ways to do it that don't yes. affect the women's body as much as some of them are told. And I think a lot of of them hear it at their first or second show of the horrors, things that happen where you lose your period and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've had people approach me fearful, you know, I'm starting to lean out here. And I've heard of all these stories where, you know, they they're not healthy, they're all these things are happening. And it's more of how is your body feeling throughout the process? And are you taking care of it? And you know, who are you training with? Yes.
2: I mean, even if if I've never lost my period either, I've never even been in that such of a depleted state that more hormones are like, what are you doing? You know, but there are girls like that, whether they lose their period or not, their hormones Mm -hmm. are just all over the place. And I'm like clearly your plan is not designed specifically for you then yeah, and you need to get guidance on that you know people and I respect people who try to do it on their own but if you're struggling like that if you're really going through all of those things you know get the guidance Yeah, you know or, educate yourself because it shouldn't be like
0: there's that an easier path. or if you're yes. losing your hair in your eight, mm-hmm. more than eight weeks so if you're losing your hair period yeah. I think that that should be yes. a red flag yep. that your body yes. is clear not welcoming this transition, mm-hmm. and you should seek help from another coach if yeah. they're not addressing that issue. Right, and if your coach is just ignoring those things on your period uh, going away, you're losing your hair or whatever else might be happening, you should probably right. ask for you know a second opinion right. or maybe back away yeah. from the stage and right. look to maintain your body weight at a for during an off season. You know, right, just right. to maintain sometimes yes. it's kind of the easiest. Honestly, just. And I've had a 30-pound swing, a 40-pound swing multiple times during my career, and it's harder to pull it off. Mm -hmm. If you just, like Mm -hmm. this last time, I mean, I'm maybe 15 pounds above stage weight, and it's just so much more comfortable, and it's mentally easing knowing that I don't have to pull off that 30 pounds again. Mm Mm-hmm. I think
2: that's a number one cause of why people don't do it more and continue on every year is because they get so far off that they're they're just completely discouraged, thinking that there's no way they can get back. It's like they got to, you know. And I'm, Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's discouraging when you feel like you just have to start from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like just focus in the off season when you get off stage for the year and you're done, and you're like, okay, now I'm going to build or I'm going to do whatever I am, you know, to prepare myself for the following year, those moments are the most important moments to make the right decisions.
0: I agree. It's being mindful during that off season of what are you eating for? You know, what is your overall goal and purpose? I think people pick too often, like, for just short-term satisfaction in their mm-hmm. nutritional judgments. And honestly, I, I was an overeater, by and large, for a large portion of my life. And I read a book on how to eat <laughs> intuitively. or yeah. But basically, mm-hmm. it was just eating slower mm-hmm. so that I could let my body tell me when I'm full versus when my plate is clean. And, and I think right. that was one of the biggest things, honestly, that helped me maintain my weight the best and I know it sounds like rocket science <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you slow down your body will self uh, s- will slow <laughs> down let it know I'm what you're doing <laughs> dump
1: the bucket in the bottom of the tummy and I think a lot of times people in people who struggle with weight or or struggle with postseason or anything like that I think they think it's harder than it is and I know we all have different bodies and we all have different journeys and we're coming from different places But I think a lot of times is if it's hard and you are struggling, maybe it's the mindset. Maybe you feel that you deserve to eat that can of brownies. It is. Maybe you deserve to eat that pizza because you took the kids out all day and you did that bodybuilding show two years ago. Oh, it's amazing the
2: excuses I hear with all my clients.
1: Yeah, and like I always like to joke about the BLTs, the bite, the licks, the taste during contest prep. Just don't. Oh yes. Don't you know? And I always talk just about don't even, don't even yeah. touch it. Right? It's not worth it. Feed it to the kids. I can hand over some food to my kids, and I won't even, don't even bat an eye to it because I don't feel it's not. I don't deserve to eat it because I worked so hard. It's just, it's. You know, I'm not in this moment. My food's here. I don't yeah. care what my food is. This is what it's meant to be right now.
0: And you chose to do right. this. I yes. think women forget that so often during their contest prep. Hey. You signed up for this, ma'am. If you have a problem with the way you're eating, then you should probably not do the sport then Ooh, or right. whatever you know, <laughs> exactly or if you're not having fun and don't
2: do it yeah. nobody's telling you to do it no
1: one is forcing you to do this sport mm-hmm. yeah why do we complain so much in this sport can't <laughs> i know the oh my gosh that's
2: like my clients i love them all to death but yes. they're like you know they they will because it's such an emotional journey anyway right. yeah. because it's hard we yeah. all know it's hard if it yes. was easy so everybody hard. would do right. it Every, every day is different. You wake up emotionally different, you know, Mm -hmm. and I always tell my clients, if you want this though, you cannot go through this process living every day by your emotions. Yep. And I said, because your emotions are going to change Mm -hmm. no matter what Mm -hmm. right now, you're just not happy, but that's going to pass, Mm -hmm. you know? So just find that right mindset, get out of your emotions and just work hard you know, and and they do, they all get through it, but, I, you know, I've had my moments, too, in the seven years, where I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you know, (laughs) but like you said, it's my choice, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, like, you know, I don't walk around anymore saying, well, I can't have that, well, of course I can have that, if I want a piece of cake, I can have a piece of cake, right, Mm -hmm. but I'm choosing not to,
1: Mm -hmm. I don't want it, and then I think with just even that mindset, there's ease around it, which makes competing in the sport or being in the sport for a longevity, for a long time, year after year or taking a couple years off and being able to bounce back faster, it just makes it all easier and more enjoyable, you know? We're putting a lot of money into the sport, a lot of things, a lot of time, a lot of dedication, a lot of transitional things. Why can't it be fun the whole time? Even when things are hard, a lot of people do hard things in life, but you can make it fun while you're doing the hard thing. And you yeah. inspire someone else. That's the biggest thing. If someone else comes up to you while you're in, you're in your moment and you're doing your thing and they come to you and they say, thank you. I've been, uh-huh. I've been watching you and you inspire me that's nailing that goal. Mm-hmm. Not yes. being the huff and puff in the corner yelling at her spouse or whoever and be like, get me this and feed me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen it all, you know? Mm-hmm. And we all have emotions that yeah, we're It's, it's amazing if you can just inspire that one
2: person. Yes. It doesn't have to be five. It doesn't have to be ten. But if there's that one person that just says, you know what, I watch you, I live through you, you inspire me, you motivate me. I don't care who you are, but that is way better than any placing
1: or any trophy right. or any Absolutely.
0: title. Absolutely. And yeah, for, for just because you've done one prep a certain way, the next time you compete, you get to create such a different experience. Mm-hmm. It, your next journey will be completely different. No matter where you are in your life, your body's mm-hmm. going to react differently. Your mindset—you get to choose for the next time you do it. So even if you've been that negative Nancy, I did a lot of entitlement eating after my first show. And, uh-huh. But you get to re, reinvent mm-hmm. yourself every time you compete. Not just your physical body, but your mental attitude. You literally get to not just address your hunger; you get to acknowledge it and not feed into it the second time around. Oh yeah, you can oh, just yeah. build more reasons underneath. You know why you want to have a better prep, and just keep stacking those reasons under why you're going to make this a positive experience for yourself, and keep diving yeah. down that alley. Like you can just because you were that you know negative person and maybe you recognize that in yourself you get an opportunity to make that different again and each prep can be completely different and that's the awesome part about the sport is that every prep is going to be different and you get to mm-hmm. choose how you want the next one to be mm-hmm. with, exactly. your mindset, with your attitude
2: yeah and i work with a lot of mothers who have kids and i know that's super hard you know when you have kids and you're cooking food for them and you know but so i've been doing this seven years and my kids have been watching me, you know, and mm-hmm. and prepping, there comes a lot of sacrifice with you and your family because you're choosing to do this, and, um, I mean, I don't care. There's just sacrifice that comes with it, and so there was lots of times where my kids were just like, you know, oh, let's do this, let's do that, you know, and I'm like, well, you know right now you know I'm not able to I'm choosing not to but you know what years later now I have my son who comes to me and he's he knows who I am and how I eat and he's asking me to meal prep for him
1: <laughs> That's
0: awesome.
2: you know and I'm just like and I'm a winner yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I won my son is like you know he's going to be 17 and he's thinking about his health and you know he's just this skinny little guy you know and he's like I want to I want to bulk up so mom can you make me chicken can you make me this you know you know and I'm like oh this is amazing and those in the impressions,
1: yeah you set those impressions long ago and you know the, our, our kids are watching us our kids are watching oh, yeah. us choose a goal and seeing how we handle ourselves through that goal I mean as mm-hmm. your kids are growing up They have goal after goal after goal. Whether you have them in sports, academics, arts, it doesn't matter. They have concerts. They have competitions. They have games way more than we do in adulthood. And Mm -hmm. for them to see their parents at a young age take a large challenge, get through the challenge, and change their lifestyle. I think, to me, that's a huge thing for children to see is their parents continuing on and doing good things for themselves because we push so much in that adolescent stage, then all of a sudden, what am I supposed to get a job and work and that's it? You know, and (laughs) it's really, you know, it should just be that adolescent stage should be the training tool to get you as an adult to do awesome things like competing or other, other high level oriented goals, um, as an inspiration. But I think our kids are watching us. Our kids are watching what's on their plate and they're watching what's on your own plate. And when yeah. they, when they can get out of that realm of candy and chicken nuggets, cause it's hard when you're a kid, then they'll start to choose the healthy food. Oh,
2: absolutely. I told my son a while ago, I'm like, you're going to turn into a chicken nugget. Like that's <laughs> what you're going to turn into is a chicken nugget. You know, is that what you want for your life? <laughs> you know, and he's just
1: looking at me like, um, <laughs> uh, what do you mean? But, yeah, you know, and now he's he thought about it, you know. Saying it just like that probably made him think. You know what? I don't really want to look like a chicken nugget, even though he. Yeah. Did. But and he was able to make that choice then later to be like, "Hey, right. mom, meal prep for me." And even if he does this for a year or a smaller chunk, it doesn't matter. This will be another great impression on him living that that healthier lifestyle. And when he gets right. to college, and when he becomes. a a father himself it will be imprinted upon i think it's a big big cool thing
2: yeah I, i just think that this lifestyle in competing there is so much reward to it that people i think just don't sit and understand or even acknowledge and you know just like we were just talking about our children watching us on a daily basis you know we try and teach our children so many things in life right so they grow up go off to be good humans, but the number one thing that we can teach our children is discipline, Mm -hmm. because discipline is used in all aspects of life, you know, and this bodybuilding sport is nothing but discipline, Mm -hmm. you know, and they see that, you know, everybody's always, I don't know if you hear competitor, you know, I'm just, I'm not motivated, right, I'm not motivated, Mm -hmm. I'm looking for that motivation, And I'm like, if you live this lifestyle with motivation, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You have Mm -hmm. to live through
0: discipline. And discipline can be really, really empowering. That's what I found this off-season is my choice of food can either disempower me and feel like I failed myself. Or it can, what more often I'm choosing to do is it empowers me. It makes me feel good physically because I put in good, clean, high octane fuel. And uh-huh. so I feel better physically, but I feel better mentally about the choices that I made for me, my body, and my future in the sport. It's a really empowering, freeing thing that I haven't really experienced with that freedom of food before because we all, that's the ultimate freedom is picking what goes on that fork, mm-hmm. and goes into your body. And if yes. you're, if you have the right reasons for it, if you're not just looking at it as a good food, bad food, but how is this food going to make me feel and choosing foods that make you feel good physically and mentally... Then I, I like it can be a really freeing experience, or at least it has been for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And then you get that yes. self confidence, and your body starts looking better, and you're, you're feeling better. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm you're artistic. walking around a little taller. Yeah, you're right? a little heavier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think a lot, a lot of with discipline, people who have high levels of discipline aren't running around complaining about things. They're just oh. it just uh-uh. becomes something you do. Yeah. When it's something you do. It's just there's no emotional attachment to it, and there's freeing about it. You have Mm -hmm. then the mind space to think about other wonderful goals and other aspects of your life or other relationship goals or other, other great things when you just choose to do the thing, do the do, have the do. Just discipline. do it. Just do it. Why are you, <laughs> why are you spending it. 25 minutes complaining about it? I don't <laughs> care. Get on the cardio. We machine. could have been done by now. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> yeah. if
0: I've you're, been there. If
1: you're complaining on cardio, you're not doing enough cardio because you should be winded and sucking wind and having Yeah, you're time. talking. You're fine. Exactly. <laughs> you're not dying. Put, you, put your earbuds back in. Let's go. I like a good, clean (laughs) discipline. That person, you know, shows up early, made their bed, has their food prepped, and just shows up and is chatting with everyone else about other things Mm -hmm. and just enjoying life because they're just doing it. It, And just less complaining, I think, is the biggest thing because it's a choice and we all Mm -hmm. love the results that we get from it. And it's just such a empowering thing to go through. I love, I love competition prep.
0: And the more that you can build it into your habit of like just non-negotiable, it doesn't, it's not a choice anymore because that's where you run into that like decision fatigue is if it feels like it's a choice or not but if it's just part of your right. daily routine and your daily habits then it's just that's just something you do every day you yeah. eat a certain way and you work out a certain way and you lift a certain whatever and then it's just you don't have to think about it so that doesn't wear you down when you do sit there oh should i go to the gym or should i not go to no, the gym just go to the gym well if you yeah, I'm like, no, what you, like that should not even be a question, question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just go and it, you don't have you, know, like, you don't have you don't have to be there for three hours if you're doing it right get in get out and get on you know and yeah. just keep pushing forward you can some people love it you can be there for three hours if that fits your lifestyle ram, that's cool too you know yeah
0: you got nothing but time, go right.
1: For it. But just
2: decide how you're going to use your energy for that day. Are you going to use the complaining and thinking about all of the negativity that comes, you know, with some of this, you know, or are you just going to be positive, do it, move on, and
0: go
1: about your life? Right.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Completely and, agree. And do what you can within your energy levels or your desire levels. Mm-hmm. If you're just not feeling like I struggle a little bit more with like my desire to lift weights isn't as mm-hmm. consistent throughout the years. Um, but if I know that I don't want to work out, well, I'm still going to go to the gym and do some, you know, release work or something that's still productive, that sounds yes. a little bit more appetizing and that still mm-hmm. moves me closer towards my goal. And I bet when you get there, you probably end up doing some
1: lifting as well. Because mm-hmm. once you get there and do a couple things, you're like, ah, I could do a little bit more. Ah, it's going right. to be Right. And when you always leave, you always feel better that you went. Always. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a lot of, I guess, as a mom, a business gal, and all, my to do list is longer than my day, mm. but you know, mm-hmm. who's isn't, right? You know, you just have yes. to pick and choose. A lot of times I, I don't have, I don't give myself that time. Mm-hmm. It sounds crazy. What do you mean? You don't allow yourself to go to the gym, but it's more of a, These other things seem to be more important. And now I just found out that my husband has four important things that we have to do. And, you know, am I going to allow myself to go and head out there? Oh, yeah.
2: It's very hard to make yourself a priority when you have that list and when you have kids and when you have the job and when you have the husband's list and you have all of these
1: things, it's very easy
2: to push yourself to last.
1: Right. Absolutely. And just try to, you know, a half hour, one hour, anything. And it just makes, makes me feel better. Anyone feel better about giving themselves something and giving themselves attention and, and giving some, some time to yourself to just to reset And just be able to get a workout in and then get back and get the to-do list done.
0: And so if you were a competitor that started off maybe uh, early this year and started for your spring competition prep and maybe had the rug pulled out from underneath you and kind of had the wind sucked out of your sails and you chose not to compete this spring... There's still an opportunity to make you know to come back for the fall and come back even stronger, have a better mental attitude, you know, have your your body in a better place, and to come at it with a, a fresh perspective and a you know new new life in that prep. There's still an opportunity to you know hit the next one, even if that mm-hmm. wasn't your original plan. You can be malleable and adapt and get ready and make the next one even better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Lots of time. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Well, I think this conversation was excellent and hopefully super helpful for people that are, you know, maybe new to competing or maybe had had a negative experience in the past and are looking to kind of rewrite their journey so that their next competition prep is the best yet mentally and physically. So thank you again, ladies. I cannot thank you enough. Oh, and thank you. This is fun. <laughs> I look forward to the next one. Absolutely. Yes, me too. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so much and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye. bye.